1: Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with
2: Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs bondi Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 7, Episode 18 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. I am your host, Brock Segan. To my right, Dylan D. Berthium. To my left, Michael Biebs-Bondi. Happy Thursday to y'all. Um, actually, I guess, happy Friday by the time you listen to this. Yeah. Um, so today's episode... Mm. We're gonna talk about goalies, I think, for the not first gonna, time. Not
0: even gonna ask us how we're doing, Brock. I, I mean, we're doing great, but it's
3: I the just
2: same thing every week. You guys are here, challenger and beers. I mean, what to could let really be know going, what's wrong? going
3: on? Um, yeah, I actually really need that wellness check, and I look yeah. forward to it every every. And Thursday. now D doesn't right, have we'll, that. We'll start.
2: We'll start with D then, because he seems depressed. D, how you doing?
3: I'm doing good, man. Hope okay, He's here. Just doing okay,
1: <laughs>
2: good. <laughs> just checking in. And how about you beeps? I'm also doing great, Brock. Uh,
0: you know, it's Thursday night. Can't complain. Just wanted to tell people. You know? Exactly what I would and have I expected from both of you. I love these generic answer every time it gets me. Makes
2: <laughs> me chuckle. He's Because he's just doing good. All right. We're going to talk about goalies, as I mentioned. Uh, for yes. the first time, I think since the goalies episode, which was the sixth episode of the season, somebody reached out on Twitter and said we haven't really talked about goalies too much. Uh, so we figured we will tackle that tonight. So um, to me, looking at the goaltending position, it's been actually a pretty bizarre year for goalies. Uh, a lot of... Kind of guys that were drafted towards the top, not really living up to um, that draft position so far, and then a, a handful of goalies uh, that went significantly later in the draft that have worked their way, um, maybe not even into just the top five, but or not just yeah. the top ten, but the top five even. So uh, what we're gonna do is just look at the what we've seen to to date, uh, look at some of the numbers, and give our consensus top ten. Uh, at the position for the remainder of the season. And then on top of that, we're going to talk about one goalie that is not in our top 10. Uh, One goalie each, I should say, that is not in our top 10 that we kind of have as a sleeper to potentially break into that top 10 tier uh, by the end of the season. So uh, without any further ado, let's start at the top with no none other than Andre Vasilevsky. Um, I don't think it should come as any surprise that he's still rated at the top. Uh, all three of us had Vas at the top. Uh, I think the one thing that should be said about Andre Vasilevsky is, uh, and maybe just the Lightning as a whole, is that this team has just gone through uh, a, a plethora of injuries to. They're key players and they continue to win hockey games. They Don't continue matter. to play extremely well. On the season, Vasilevsky is 13 and three with a two twelve goals against average and a nine twenty-seven save percentage. I mean, what it's more funny. could you ask for from Andre Vasilevsky? Was well, it's not the same season when people are panicking and like what's wrong with Vasilevsky? Is he coming
0: off a is he coming off a, a cup uh cup push where he's a little tired no i mean now he's 20 starts in he's looking just like vasilevsky again i mean you'd be you'd just be trying to stir stuff up if you tried to say anyone else but vasilevsky was not number one here
3: yeah i i think um you know there's obviously a few guys that have played really really well to start this season and their teams have gotten off to some great starts so there is a i think a you know a handful of of guys who um their performance to this point of the season has been right on par with, with Vasilevsky. But uh, of course, yeah, if we're looking at rest of season, um, like I said, there's a handful of teams that are kind of battling uh, among the top spot in the league right now. Obviously, I don't think there's a team that you feel much better about having their goaltender in still than the Tampa Bay lightning back-to-back Stanley cup champs, obviously. Um, and then just in terms of some of these other guys that are, are really kind of showing up. And like I said, maybe their splits are looking a little bit better than Vasilevsky um, no one with I, really a, that strong of a supporting cast or something that's, you know, comparable to Vasilevskiy. I don't think any of those other goalies really have as strong of a track record. Uh, so again, you look at the fact that he's a clear-cut workhorse. He's on, you know, what's going to be obviously one of the best teams in the league. And like I said, a very good track record of returning um, above average splits over time. So um, all that I think he's the only one who can really deliver on all those fronts so that's why I got him at number one
0: yeah as you mentioned workhorse there he's uh the only other two goalies that I'm seeing in the top 20 right now anywhere close to him are Thatcher Demko who we know is a wagon getting a ton of ice time there and then John Gibson is only getting just a few more minutes but um but pretty crazy if you see Vasilevsky top three up there right now um among, among those top goalies um you know, you'd think that after a while it'd be time to give him a break, especially with how well Brian Elliott's played as his backup.
2: But yeah, yeah. That, I, I guess that was the one thing I was going to add on Vasilevsky is just that some of these other goalies that we're going to talk about, uh, a couple of them do have very capable backups behind him. Not to say that Brian Elliott yeah. isn't, but they're not going to give Brian Elliott a ton of starts in this team uh, when you've got Andre Vasilevsky there. So uh, Vasilevsky, unquestionably number one for us. Number two comes in just ahead of number three, and that's Igor Shosturkin. Uh, I have him rated at number two. Biebs has him rated at number two. Dylan has him at number three. So all three of us, obviously, very, very high on Shosturkin. Uh, is out with an injury right now, but it is not believed to be serious. Could be back even by the time this episode airs. Could be back by the weekend here. Uh, they did call up Keith Kincaid, which suggest that he's not quite ready, but he's not expected to be sidelined for too much longer. Uh, Coming into the season, he was the uh, fifth goalie taken off the board, so he's made a little bit of a leap here in the early season, um, and he's just been absolutely outstanding. And the Rangers really um, have quietly been one of the better teams in the NHL Especially as of late, prior to their game against the the Avalanche last night, where they got absolutely Schmack. shit pumped, yeah. uh, they had won seven in a row, eight in a row on home ice, and they were leading the NHL in points percentage. They uh, and nobody really seems to be talking about them. I was saying their
0: defense last night; they got the exact opposite of what happened to Colorado in Toronto um, a few weeks ago, where they're just on a roll, and then they got to put in that that. Famed third or fourth goalie, and he can't stop a goddamn thing. Yeah, so uh, and they were so on don't a back
2: to yeah, back, and, and the abs yeah. were kind of sitting there waiting for him. Yeah. And, and it's crazy
0: though. This team's doing this, and we're watching like Zibanejad's playing well, but he's not having a you know a crazy Zibanejad year. Seems like there's still a lot of room for improvement there, and that's what I think I kind of like about Shastirkin I mean, love this guy. I've talked about it since forever, he just dominates every league he plays in. I mean, those numbers go far um, when you're that good in the K and it converts right to the NHL without um, any chinks in your armor. That's pretty impressive. And, and this guy's just stud for years to come. And uh, I mean, I don't think we can question him being in our top five goalies in any of our future um, preseason episodes, I think. yeah.
2: I don't think that any goalie has stolen as many games um so far this season, as as Igor Shosturkin, I mean, he's made he's had some performances that have just yeah, been maybe Markstrom, uh, like yeah, yeah, Markstrom, Markstrom too. Yeah. But Markstrom is not really like the Flames are actually a really good defensive hockey club, right? Like he's obviously played some terrific hockey, but the Rangers sometimes leave uh, Shosturkin hung out to dry, and he just stands on his head.
3: And that's why I was, uh, I guess, not quite as high on him. I, I think when, you know, like I said, when you look at those kind of that tier just below Vasilevsky. There's a bunch of guys who uh, have unbelievable splits to start the season. Obviously Shosturkin is one of those. I just think when you look at some of the other goaltenders, like I said, that were vying for that second spot, uh, didn't quite feel as good about the Rangers' long-term chances of sustaining basically their hot start than some of the other teams. Obviously, um, like you say, right up there in terms of point percentage, but uh, just the forty-five percent Corsi percentage. They're you know negative goals for uh, expected percentage, uh, forty-six percent scoring chance for percentage. So they're just kind of behind in all the major categories. And I really do think Shosturkin and his play is a major part of why that team is doing so well, as opposed to you know a good goalie on a good team. Um, and that's obviously what you want. Want, want to look for more in fantasy. I do think the Rangers are a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think they'll make the playoffs by year's end. But like I said, I think Shesterkin going to be a really big part of that. Yes. I think he's a great goalie, but in fantasy, I liked for my goalie to have a little bit of leeway, you know, they could go out there have the off game where they return a nine hundred and eight ninety save percentage, uh, and you know they still have the firepower uh, to potentially back them up and bail them out and still get you a win. And uh, I just don't think you have that with Shostakin. And if he does go into any sort of slide, like I said, there's just really no leeway there. If he, the team is kind of going to go as he goes. I
2: did go back and look uh, and kind of just took October out of the equation because they did get out off to a bit of a slow start. And well, since it's convenient the, for the Rangers. Well, yeah, but if you just <laughs> if you look at you know since the start of November, uh, currently. They are third in the NHL in terms of 5v5 expected goals against. So they've been much, much better defensively. And then over, overall, their expected goals for share uh, is seventh in the league. So it has bounced back. Um, but their yeah their overall season numbers are aren't as pretty but they did get off to a bit of a slow start I mean Sabanajad and Panaman were really struggling at the start of the season and they seem to yep. be coming along uh, for for whatever reason I like think I said I
3: think they're a good team but they're not they're not a great team they're not as good no. as some of these other teams well, that we're it, looking it, at and I think Shastarkin's in. a great goalie but again it's not like he's been a perennial Vezina goalie yes he's played good whenever he's been there but I don't think his track record is that much more impressive than some of the other guys that are in this tier again I'm obviously still super high on him but Yeah you got him at I don't think three. the Rangers are winning the cup this year
2: The only difference between your top 3 and and mine and Beebs is that you have Jack Campbell at 2 but me and Beebs have him at 3 and I think this kind of lends to what you were just saying, that you just have a little bit more faith in the Maple Leafs um, as a whole, which is completely understandable. They've been an absolute wagon to this point in the season as well. Uh, you know, really just kind of running through everybody, which we've we've been accustomed to seeing the Maple Leafs do um, during the regular season in years past. And uh, and yeah, Campbell's been lights out. I mean, this all started last year uh, where he was just terrific. I actually just watched, for, finally got around to watching the uh, Amazon Prime, Leaves all or nothing show the other day. Makes you like Jack Campbell so much. Yeah, Jack Campbell's just such a beauty. But then (laughs) it just reminded me, I kind of forgot about how just insane that run was that he was on last year. Uh, But yeah, Jack Campbell, just an absolute stud. And he's been outstanding this year. Um, Leading the NHL in pretty much every major goaltending category uh, that you could hope for, including wins, 14, uh, save percentage, 939. He's also leading the NHL in goals saved above average courtesy of hockey reference so um yeah i mean i don't know what more you really say about him he's leading the nhl in pretty much every major goaltending category to this point and he you know coming into tonight obviously um as of tonight i think he gave up four goals so far tonight against the lightning yeah, while we're recording fair. this but still uh you know this is really the one game um that one blemish on his season uh to date so um obviously yeah you know He's been equal, just as good, if not better, than Shesterkin, And to your point, D playing on probably a little bit more reliable hockey team.
3: Yeah, and if there is uh, a negative to Campbell, or there's obviously still a question mark there with Peter Mrazik, right? I yeah. I do think when he comes back and he is healthy, the Leafs are going to look to force feed him games one way or another because uh, you got to prove that contract. Yeah, and he, or even if they're gonna, I mean, if they're going to keep Campbell, then they probably need to look at somehow moving Mrazic in the off season now, right? So. Um, they're going to have to try to recuperate some value on that asset and, and make them look like I said, make that contract look tradable again. Um, and yeah, the Leafs are obviously one of those teams that have a very tight connection um, with that sort of um, philosophy when it comes to their head coach and their management kind of always intertwined with those sort of things. And Dubis does have a really big influence on the day-to-day management of the team. So, uh, yeah, I do think that there's a chance that even if Campbell is playing as good as he is, like they're going to try and look at and get Morazic some games, but I think you could also say the same for Gorgiev in New York. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, like I said, you, in terms of individual talent and what we've seen so far, I think Shusterkin probably does have a slight leg up on Campbell. Although Campbell's got a 9.22 career save percentage. Uh, this is the first time we've really seen him in a starting role and he looked, he's looked as good as he ever has in his career, obviously. So yeah, like I said, there's, I think they're pretty comparable. And at the end of the day, uh, in the regular season, I trust the Leafs uh, to be a, a little bit stronger over the course of 82 games than the Rangers. Playoffs, a yeah, whole different story.
0: I don't <laughs> think there's a bigger steal in this top 10 that we can talk about. Just someone who raised up the draft. There's so many people expecting Mrazic to you know do the 50-50 split. Another thing that's huge for him, too, those three shutouts. I mean, Markstrom's having a bonkers year with his five. We can talk about that all night. But three shutouts is second in the NHL right now, and that, that's pretty – Useful when that can help take some weeks in certain leagues. Didn't he have like um, two in a row? He did have two in a row. And that uh,
2: week is just like thank you. He just <laughs> likes doing fun things. Yeah, yeah.
0: but uh, yeah, no, good for Jack Campbell. Um, I I think uh, I think it, it it makes sense. It's kind of cool that we all had the same top three. We actually didn't look at each other's rankings before we did these. We should say that. <laughs> um, so it's kind of I, I know even when I submitted mine it was like oh shit I could just be way too high on Jack Campbell here
2: I could be way too high on
0: Justierkin. um so you know.
2: Cool. Just to, just to further your guys' point on Mrazik a little bit, it, it is I think that they've already kind of shown um, that they want to limit Campbell's workload a little bit, as much as they can to, while it still makes sense. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I certainly don't expect Jack, Jack Campbell to start sixty five games this season, but uh, I think fifty five is is fairly reasonable given where he's started um you know obviously been a a workhorse thus far uh number four on our list is jacob markstrom in calgary i've got him at five dylan's got him right here at number four beebs also has him at number five this is where things get a little bit different just quickly going going back to jack campbell uh he was the 11th goalie off of the board uh this preseason marazic or excuse me markstrom I remember I had him listed as one of my sleeper goaltenders because he was inexplicably going uh, like so late, like yeah. just the latest that you could even imagine. He was I, one of the
0: forgotten ones. I can't
2: even pick it. Okay, so he was going after Jake Allen, after Mike Smith, <laughs> after Kevin Lankinen, after Mackenzie Blackwood, after Linus Allmark, after Peter Mrazic, Spencer Knight. Just literally everybody. He I was around the twenty-fifth to thirtieth goalie taken off the board, um, and he's been absolutely spectacular. The Canadian, or uh, excuse me, the Flames have been. Uh, Just tremendous defensively. You know, they they opened the season as just looking like an absolute defensive juggernaut. Um, They've kind of given a little bit of that back recently, but they've still been really, really good, really reliable. uh, Classic Sutter team. And Markstrom has always been a guy that everybody was very high on in terms of his just actual talent. And, you know, when he gets to play in a a goaltender favorable structure like he currently is, uh, you know, you're getting exactly um, what you'd expect out of him. My only concern with him. Is Daniel Darth Vader right yeah, there? Darth Vader. Uh, they've they've shown a, year. a willingness to go to him quite a bit already, and he's played really, really well. Uh, is coming off of his most difficult start of the season, but um, they've been willing to go to him. But nonetheless, we've seen 19 starts out of Markstrom so far this season. He's ten five and four, leads the NHL with a one eight three goals against average, leads the NHL with five shutouts, nine thirty seven save percentage. He's been outstanding.
0: I yeah, I was gonna say I think it goes to show just how good their defense is with Darth Vlader. Their stats. 928 for him, two shutouts. This is a team that's pitched seven shutouts so far in 26 games. That's absolutely bonks. crazy, nuts. Um, something right going going on there, and uh, yeah, and I, I yeah, I was gonna say um, the stats
3: back it up too. Like less than yeah. 50 shot attempts against per 60, less than 23 scoring chances. So really hampering down on the offensive chances that they do give up. And obviously Markstrom has been fantastic at stopping uh, the few high danger chances that teams are still able to generate against them. I guess the one thing that gave me a little bit more pause here than with the other two in Campbell and Shusterkin, again, like we talked about, right? None of these guys with a fantastic, like, long track record of being elite goaltenders in the NHL. Obviously, Markstrom does have a lot of experience yeah. under his belt, and he's anyway. been a very good goalie for a long time, and he's been, a, you know, a workhorse ever since he went over to Vancouver a few years ago. But uh, still, career best save percentage for him over a full season was a 918, right? He's got a career 911. Again, Shusterkin's been lights out. From everything we've seen from him, Campbell's got a career of 922. Um and yeah, as much as I do love the defense there, I'm just a little bit weary about Markstrom being able to kind of continue to put up these elite splits. I think the goals against Savage is still gonna stay very well, but even still we do see with the save percentage, like he has off games. It hasn't been like a, a consistent like lights out. Uh, for all 19 games that he started right like there's been some pretty bad sneakers in there and then obviously five shutouts are going to help boost the numbers a little bit so yeah I just think that inconsistency is going to catch up with him a little bit more Uh, and yeah we've just seen it we've seen um, I guess more of him to know that uh, you know at age 32 it's just not that likely that all of a sudden he's at a, a nine thirty goaltender, right? So I yes, I think he's a workhorse. He's gonna continue to get a ton of games. That kid's great, but you know, Marksham's the number one here and he's the guy that they're gonna trust to roll out. Obviously if they can get him more games off than all the means all, all the means to it, but the more concerning thing for me is, like I said, we've gotten you know ten years on this guy and he's never returned higher than a nine eighteen. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's at a nine thirty seven. It's just a bit of a red flag. But again, love the defense in front of him. I that's do think I that's four.
0: partially why me and Brock have him at five. Even um, I was to yeah. you even have him higher and you that and you're seeing those things. So that's mm-hmm. definitely that was a for sure but driving I love the factor. I, I really I <laughs>
2: think that he's never played behind a team anywhere as good as the uh, as this one is. Especially it's defensive. the same team he played for last year. They're just <laughs> they're just significantly better. They're playing they were, better. Yeah.
3: I, yeah. Yes, but.
2: Well, like, I mean, the entire talk. I, I line, know, like, but what part, you're getting from, from Kachuk and Goodrow is miles better than what we saw a season ago. And I adding guess. Blake Coleman to that second line. But to really say he's never played well. on
3: a team this good, I think is. He's the same they're a lot, but, they're and, he's a lot better than Vancouver. Yeah, and a lot better than Vancouver. Yeah, but in I mean, that, that Vancouver team from a couple years ago when he had a 918 was also pretty good as well. That was Pedersen's big breakout year and so on and so forth. Yeah. But I, I, I agree, but again, I, I don't think at 32 years old, all of a sudden, we got a guy that's going to return a 925.
2: No, no. Um, number f- five on our list is Sergei Bobrovsky. This is where things start to get a little bit weird for us. Uh, I actually have Bobrovsky down at seven. Dylan, you've got him at six. Beebs, you got him at four. You're... All, all in all, that returns the number five goaltender um, on the season. It was funny. I can't remember who it was, and I do apologize if they just happened to listen to the show. Uh, I doubt it, but somebody <laughs> tweeted out a couple weeks ago, and it was just like, "This is ridiculous." Like if you just if you turn. Um, if you just take whoever's at the bottom of the list this year in terms of like goals saved above expected, and just flip that list upside down, that's who's going to be at the top of the list next year. Because all of these goalies that struggled the season ago seem to be just right back on track this year. And Bobrovsky's really been kind of the front runner there. Um, Nine twenty save percentage, two four one goals against average, 11, one and two on this season. He's been really, really good. Really, kind of turning back the clock. The old school Bobrovsky, the guy that really earned this paycheck uh, that he got in Vancouver. uh, Excuse me, in Florida. Uh, The wheels are falling off just a little bit for him after a really hot start. He is uh, four and one still. That's how good the Panthers are. But he's got an eight eighty save percentage in his last six games. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, And. The reason I had him all the way down at seven is just Spencer Knight. Everything we've seen from him has been uh, terrific to this point. And that's just a little bit more concern. Um, you know, you got Vlader, you know, you got Murazik, you got Gorgiev. I'm not really worried about any of those guys getting a, a, a lengthy run where Spencer Knight gets hot, but Broski could be relegated to, to the bench rather quickly. Spencer Knight's 904, though. Yeah, that's no, it like, is. Right and just now. a counterpoint myself. Yeah is they smaller re- than
3: Bobrovsky's cap it
0: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> to counterpoint myself is they've you know they've really been hesitant to go to um night this year they've been reliant on Bobrovsky a lot so I don't really think it will happen which is why obviously he's still comfortably in my top 10 I just am a little bit mm-hmm. more hesitant um there with him
3: yeah I had him a little bit further down too I will not super far but I had him at six um obviously the Panthers are a great team um and yeah, they're creating a ton of scoring chances, and it's exactly what we're looking for in terms of having that uh, little bit of leeway. And I think Bob has really shown that in his last four games, right? He has not been playing well at all, and he's won uh, four of his last five starts. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, there's really not a whole lot more to say. The reason I had him that, that far down is because obviously uh, he's been a very inconsistent goalie over the years, uh, but you do love the potential, right? Like 931, 921 um 923 932 all season long uh, save percentage that we've seen from him before but also 908 900 906 so it's kind of what you get with bob uh so i never quite feel comfortable ranking him too high because he just doesn't have that stability in his splits uh but again you don't really need that playing for florida i think knight is good but again they're paying Bobrovsky 10 million dollars like they literally can't afford to have him become a backup goaltender no, no and that's that's exactly I why i years. have
0: Bobrovsky so high <laughs> like, um yeah. Going into this year, I was one of the biggest night riders there was. And then just seeing kind of, kind of yeah, what I love that you heard. We we'll start calling you Kit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? See, but uh just seeing what's kinda of happened here, I do think we have seen, you know, that, that this is Bobrovsky's team. And 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 even if he does get, you know, five, ten less starts than Markstrom, I think he's gonna get five, ten more wins than Markstrom. So that's where I kinda like it. We do wish he would uh, you know, pitch a couple more donuts, get a couple shutouts for the boys just to put push those uh overall rankings up. But um, I just we've seen Bobrovsky have these amazing years, and I'm fully convinced that he's gonna pitch an 880 next year because this is just what Bobrovsky does. Yep. But um, I think I think we're in the middle of one right now, and uh, you know it's
2: good to see. He has been consistent from like, f- like. In one season. <laughs> no, that's but it. From a that's what I mean. And basis, he's on one yeah. of those years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just he's ready to go. Um, so somebody obviously I'm clearly way higher than you guys. Uh, and I think this has been the case since we started this podcast seven years ago. Um so it's really this is very on
3: brand for me. You yeah, see- you're gonna need to justify this one just a little bit. Again, I don't I think like there's not a whole no, lot yeah. splitting Campbell between who I have at number ten on this list, who you're about to talk about, but and that's what I said as soon as we put these lists out, right? Like there's so little to split everyone after Vashilevsky. And there's probably two or three more guys that had an argument to get into the top ten. So
2: for sure. Um, So my number four goalie, or number six overall, obviously I'm bringing that average up a little bit. uh, But UC Saros is my number four. Uh, He's been outstanding this season. He's again, we're talking about clear workhorses uh, between the pipes, and UC Saros is that. uh, Obviously, if he didn't get sick this you know week. He would probably be at 22 starts on the season, but he's at 20 right now. He's 11, 8, and 1. He's got a 237 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. All this guy has done in his career is post a 9.20 save percentage. He's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, coming into this season I was a, you know I was still fairly high on Saros as, as a goaltender I was a little bit more nervous about the the Predators but they've done nothing but impress me um, and really the entire hockey world to this point so far this season uh, tied for the second best defense in the entire NHL in terms of expected goals against um, and then offensively they've been really really good as well they grade out in the top 10 eighth in terms of expected goals for shares so this is just a really good hockey club they're really really reliable defensively and that's all you need from UC Saros um, he's not gonna get pushed for starts too much by David Riddick. Uh so so Saros is definitely a guy who could end up leading the NHL in starts this year. We'll certainly be in that conversation. And if you he gets sixty five you know starts, he could win 35, 40 games.
3: Right. He's hurt right now, right? You mentioned yeah, that he's sick.
2: He's just sick. It's not
0: COVID got, though. Yeah, any travel. Sick. Any travel. Yeah, he's just sick. No, there's definitely definitely a case here and it's someone who I mean we we all kind of expected to take a jump forward this year. Nine twenty one. Um I mean I had him at Seven on my list, so really yeah. not that far off of six. Um, I Again, there's just really good team in front of him. He's going to get a lot of starts. Nothing more that I could preach more than Brock just did while he went, you know, tried to justify that four placement. Yeah, so I, don't wanna... I, I
3: think he's more of a workhorse than yeah. a lot of the other guys that are going to kind of come falling into the rest of this top ten. That's what we're looking for. Um, You know, these are all clear-cut starters, but yeah, I think to Brock's point, he's going to be out there pretty much every game unless it's a back-to-back. Again, the only reason I'm not quite as high – I kind of feel like Nashville's great start has a lot to do with the play of UC Soros and they still don't score a lot of goals. And I, I, I just kind of feel like, again, there's not as much leeway here as some of these other goalies uh, are going to get that we've talked about. Um, and yeah, some of them just have slightly better splits than Soros to this point too, which again, you know, we're, we're talking pretty small margins when we're just 19 games into the season and we're talking save percentage, but uh, yeah, still there's, like I said, not a whole lot to split them. So I, I could kind of see wh- how you have them, you know, I thought he should be in the top 10. Four seems high, but you know maybe I'll have to keep asking when we go through some of these other names about why exactly you like Soros more than them. But well, I get where you're coming from, for sure.
2: Tristan Jari next on our list at number seven. Uh, I had him at eight. Is he next? Yep. Yeah. I had him at eight. Uh, they're actually tied. We got Yari and Samsonov okay. are actually tied uh, at an average of seven point six seven. But Yari, we'll talk about him first because I've got him at eight. D, you've got him right here at seven. Biebs, you also have him at eight. So we were pretty, um, you know, are we were pretty much in line in lockstep here with each other when we're talking about Tristan Jari. It's funny because for a long time we were like who's the better goalie in Pittsburgh? Is it Jari? Is it DeSmith? And I don't think that they really knew either. Um, And then it has just become blatantly obvious that it's Tristan Jari. I've been saying Jari for years. Uh, It is an absolute... I'm no not comment. gonna be. I'm not gonna be too rude about it, but he's just not played very well this year. Um, and Jari's been outstanding. He's 11 five and four. He's got a one nine two goals against average and nine thirty four save percentage. Three shutouts. I mean, the numbers across the board are are spectacular. Uh, the Penguins, even though they've kind of been through it with injuries, uh, currently fifth in the NHL in terms of expected goals against per sixty. So they're a very very good defensive hockey club and a hockey club that we've kind of talked about. Um, that is, is, you know, I shouldn't say. Is getting healthier because every step forward they take, they seem to take one back. Um, now they're week to week with Jake Gensel. I've said it a bunch of times when this team is healthy, they're going to be incredibly yeah. deep. I just don't know if they're going to be dangerous. Healthy. <laughs> and they might not. But even with what they've put together for this first, you know, 30% of the season, they're top five and expected goals against and top five and expected goals for. We got to be talking about coach
0: of the year here, right? Absolutely. Like, like 100%. You're, you're, play- you're playing with just like trash and you're turning it into beautiful <laughs> parchment paper i don't know
3: crosby's don't on know. the team right yeah still <laughs> just checking. yeah but, parchment
0: but paper? i don't know yeah no that uh, you cook with that i don't know what, what you turn it you into you do yeah a, yeah Crosby it's a tinfoil foil hanger there the but um no no jar Yari, just played unbelievable there's a lot of guys on this list i kind of <laughs> i i expect them i expect them to parchment regra- paper. I, I yeah honestly food's on my mind um <laughs> That's, oh, that's the only excuse there. That's
2: right. I tried to move on from it. I just no, he can't. About how hilarious it was each time.
0: Imagine you just <laughs> turned trash to parchment paper. You're like, <laughs> sick. Now I just have a bunch of parchment paper and it's not really that useful. Um, I'm going to go bake. <laughs> but yeah. Y- Yari's one of these guys where I kind of like the team around him a lot of these guys who are higher ranked the team around them I kind of expect to regress and, and, and in a way you do expect Pittsburgh to regress but you really don't I, like I don't you expect them to regress at all because uh, yeah, they've been hurt all they, year they, they can only yeah, get healthier that's what I'm thinking like Jeff Carter can't be playing 24 <laughs> yeah. minutes a night and you still have How are they it's they get unreal worse. numbers it's nothing bro. new right like
3: yeah. The last few seasons, they've really been trending towards this more of and we a low know. event hockey team that's yeah. really just solid defensively and really just a, a pretty fantasy friendly team because they're always going to have a pretty good power play as well. They're always we going to score a decent trade, amount that of goals. Line
0: trades coming, yeah, we know it's coming, yeah,
3: and they're doing a great job of living and scoring chances. And like I said, it's nothing new, so certainly something I expect to continue. It looks like Yari's got as good of a hold on this job as he's ever had um and yeah he's just off to uh, a fantastic start it's pretty wild that we have as many guys as we do right now with a you know a plus 930 save percentage and a sub 2 goals against but yeah he's another one of those guys and again you can kind of see where we're coming from in so many of these guys you could have from that two basically through 10 spot cuz he basically have the same milk you know he looks like he's really running away with this job uh he's on a pretty good team um i have him at 7 personally uh just behind bobrovsky and uh, i got simsonov at 5
2: Sorry, I was trying to figure out where Tristan Jari went in the draft. He was about 24 off the board, uh, average of the 10th round. He's really worked his way up. S- Saros was a little bit higher in the preseason. He was the 10th goalie off the board. Um, but this is kind of just what's happened, right? You, you, yeah, there's all these goalies that are, you know, above a 920. Again, it's still relatively early, but it's not that early. I mean, we're, what, seven weeks into the season now, eight? Yeah. Um. And, and, and yeah, like a lot of these guys have moved way up the draft board. Um, just to quickly talk about it before, and I guess it's a bit of a spoiler alert, but guys that have kind of dropped um, dropped out of the top 10 from where we currently are right now that were drafted inside the top 10. Uh, Darcy Kemper was the number three goalie off the board. We're going to talk about him a little bit, but he fell completely out of our top 10. Frederick mind was, uh, was sixth overall. He dropped completely out of our top 10. Fleury was seventh out of the top 10, Varlamov and Sorokin, both out of the top 10 as well. So four of the top or five of the top 10, not even there for us right now. That's how kind of weird of a goaltending year it's been. Um, but speaking of Sam you've got him all the way up at five D. Yes. Um, me and Biebs both have him at number nine. Um, he's been spectacular. Uh, I-, I think again, one of the reservations about this guy coming into the season is, um, you know, similar to some of the other guys we've already talked about because they were in presumed timeshares, um, was that he was going to be splitting the crease with Vitek Vanisek. Vanisek was outplayed oh, on last year. He really did. And, he, you know, um, Vanisek started the first game of the season this year. And I, I think even the Capitals really believed that this was going to be a true timeshare, but uh, Vanasek has not played nearly as well as he did a season ago. And Samsonov has been brilliant. Uh, He's 11-1-1, which is incredible. He's got a 242 goals against average, 916 save percentage. So first goal in our top 10 below 920, but he's (laughs) playing on a hockey club that's been very banged up for the majority of the season. Um, And they've played very, very well. They're a top 10 defensive hockey club. Um, And then, you know, offensively at 5v5, they don't do a ton, but, they are just electric on the power play. You've got Alex Ovechkin just on a full cooking season right now. Just yeah. absolutely in fuego. So Sam Stonoff has reaped the benefits of this team being very play, very productive offensively, but this is a very similar situation to what Pittsburgh has going for him. He's he's 11-1-1, and they've been without backs from the entire season. TJ Oshie's been missing a bunch. Yeah, like They've been banged up, and now they're going to get healthy and just be that much better.
3: Yeah, I—, I you, you said it, right? I, I just think he's on a, a really, really good hockey team um, that especially with their schedule is just going to allow them to rack up wins and, and score a lot of goals all season long. So it has that leeway that you're looking for. Um, and I think he's a really good young goaltender. And like you said, I think he's running away with the job. Um, so yeah, you know, like I said, there's a, a bunch of guys that could be in there. But to me, I, I really like the Capitals this year uh, and I, give me their goalie. And I, it's hard for me to keep him out of the top five right now. So that's why I got him as high as I do again, obviously doesn't have the best track record, but we're kind of getting to that spot now. And, and like I said, all these guys that have kind of stepped up are uh, you know, really on, on course to career years. And Samsonov obviously would be no exception to that if he can continue to hold down the spot.
0: Yeah, I think of, of the guys on this list, if anyone has potential to kind of, and I think that's why we have Matt nine, to just kind of work their way up just with more starts, it is mm-hmm. him. Um, it's kind of shitty to only see those 13. You're like, damn, I kind of wish he had 20, just so we could see would he be 171 and one-on-one if that was the case he would definitely be way more up for me at the same time though anytime you could start a goalie it's kind of just like me chucking Bobrovsky up there I would consider this my Bobrovsky B anytime you could put a goalie in net where you're pretty much solidifying that victory I mean I kind of love it and that's exactly what Samsonov is um yeah big Russian W stealing beauty
2: (laughs) they uh yeah they've played 26 hockey games this season so far um in terms of teams that you know still have a lot to go in terms of games, obviously the Islanders had some games canceled, so we're going to see a lot more of Sorokin and Varlamov moving forward. Uh, same goes for Boston another timeshare, Swayman and, uh, and Allmark got a lot of games left. If we're just kind of looking forward to these teams that have really not played a whole lot of hockey in comparison to the other squads. Uh, two more teams that are under 24 games, Colorado and Dallas. A lot of the timeshare goalies are, are going to see a lot of run. Um, let's just quickly just uh, to talk about Dallas here for a second because we weren't entirely sure how that was going to shake out uh, coming into the season with four goalies. Now at least it looks like it's gone down to two while Ben Bishop is still out. And he's in the doesn't? AHL yeah. on a conditioning stand right now, but Hugh basically been put on the trade block yeah, and he's run out of town. Ottinger's just basically done exactly what he did a year ago, started in the AHL, came to the NHL and was like, boys, I'm real good at this <laughs> this goaltending thing. And they've had no choice but to keep him on the roster. He's been really, really good and Hope he's been uh, been pretty solid. So at least there's been a little bit of clarity. Like Jake Ottinger has been definitely a fantasy friendly net miner so far and and uh, owners that were able to pick him up have been able to to really enjoy what he's done so far. But I, I would recommend maybe moving him if you can because Ben Bishop is probably nearing a return eventually. Um, so moving to Ottinger right now is a decent idea. I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter. And asked if they should move Ottinger for Philip Grubauer. I said to do it just because the the, the, the workload is probably going to be more consistent. The Kraken are really a, a a pretty good defensive club. I think that they'll probably um, they'll continue. He'll, his splits will definitely improve as the season goes on. He ended, it was it was get worse. No, and it was Grubauer definitely cannot get worse. It was Grubauer and like a better forward for Ottinger. Oh, and okay, forward. I thought it was like a one for like, one. Yeah, no, it wasn't like, a one no, for a one. But uh, I was like, yeah, no. I, you know, Ottinger could lose a <laughs> job. But anyways, moving on, Albert is number nine on our list. I've got him up at six. Uh, Dylan's got him at eight. Beebs has him at 10. Yeah, uh, so obviously, obviously again, a, another one, I guess, that I've got to um, you know, make a case here for Cam Talbot, and he's just been nothing short of spectacular. And I think really the reason that that Talbot is as high a, on my list is just how good the Minnesota Wild are. And I don't think that they're getting nearly enough credit. I know you hate to hear it, Biebs, uh, but they're outstanding. They're a top they're five gonna defensive. They're a top five defensive hockey club. We watched them just go in and absolutely pound the. Uh, I guess they didn't really pound the Oilers, but they beat them four one. The Oilers did play well, but Cam Talbot stood on his head. Um, they're top five in terms of defense, top eight in terms of uh, offense. They're just a really reliable. Solid hockey club and Cam Talbot, you know, has just been really good for a number of years. Like it's not a fluky season from Cam Talbot, right? I mean he was he was every bit this good a season ago, yeah. But before that, he wasn't. But yeah, well, in his last three seasons combined, he has a quickly quickly. Calculating nine seventeen save percentage um, and a two six three goals against average dating back to two thousand and twenty when he was with Calgary. So he's been really really solid in Minnesota. He is he's up to a nine sixteen save percentage. Uh, so I just think he's really good on a really good hockey team. Yeah, and that's why I got him at ten. Um, good.
0: <laughs> he's he's a nine fifteen goalie on a good hockey team. Right where he should be at ten.
3: Yeah. I think the thing with Talbot is you can really trust him to return that 915, right? Yeah. Where, uh, like I said, a lot of these guys, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but again, just not, uh, not as much experience, not as big of a track record to fall back on. So um, yeah, you know, Cam Talbot, he's been a workhorse basically ever since he was an Edmonton oil obviously as Beebs pointed out, things went haywire for a few seasons there, but um, had a decent turnaround year in Calgary there. And then obviously last year uh, in Minnesota looked pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he's a fantastic goalie, but some guy who can eat up 80% of the starts and return you league average splits uh, is actually pretty pretty uh, darn valuable, both in real life and in uh, fantasy hockey. So, Uh, yeah, he's, you know, if I can make a reference to fantasy baseball, he's not nothing sexy, but he's that guy at the end of your rotation, who's going to give you 220 innings and a a 3.9 ERA, right? He's really going to stabilize your numbers. I think that's what Talbot's going to be. I don't think Minnesota, like I said, I don't think they're a fantastic team, but I think they are a really good team. I think they're really solid, uh, foundation. I, I think, you know, just based off their underlying numbers, it's very sustainable what they've done to this point. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to limit chances and he's going to continue to eat a lot of minutes. So not as sexy of a pick as some of the other guys on this list and maybe not as much upside. Uh, but I think a very, uh, trustworthy goaltender, which has been hard to come by this year.
2: How many pretty good goaltenders did the Oilers just completely run out of town? Eh, like Dubnik's never turned, never worked there. Runs about town, just outstanding.
3: After these
0: are goals over like Talbot, weird backups that like somehow just became starters. Though
2: I I don't know how Talbot got like starter money and they trusted him, and he came to Minnesota and it has been really, really good. Um, And the number ten on our list is Robin Laner. I've got him right at ten. D uh, has him at nine. Biebs had him unranked in his top ten. Yep. Um, You had Darcy Kemper in this spot, uh, which I think is you know fairly reasonable if he can keep his pads on um he just can't keep his pads together like, yeah, like just, every he just, game he just, he just can't once it's a game, he's losing those pillows dude. i've never
0: seen
3: anything. i had a pair of shin pads like that that like forever yeah. i just didn't you know buy new ones and i had like a shoelace that i had that to do the nhl though that's what, what I'm, I'm, that i was gonna get around it reminds to. Me i when didn't you have, have velcro. someone whose job it was to prepare my equipment for me
2: it's, unbelievable. it's like
0: when you have velcro and you like you're like yeah i could get one more game out of it yeah. and then it just, just comes undone consistently this and then you're like yeah i know i get one
2: more but every game he does that and uh
0: Yeah, keep your pads on, Darcy.
2: Oh, it's too funny. Uh, But yeah, so I've got him at 10. Beebs has got him at 9. D's got him at 9. This is uh, Robin Lehner. Yeah. The Panda. Again, this is another team that just was extremely banged up. Uh, I am a little bit. Probably more so than anyone, right? Just in terms of who they were missing. I'm a little bit concerned with when, even when they've been. relatively healthy like they are now they have been nowhere near as good defensively as they have been in years past they've really really struggled defensively this Tom year. all mark andre um so I, I don't know i am a little bit concerned about laner i thought he was just a a, a shoo-in to be a, an outstanding goalie this this season uh top five guaranteed and he i am a little worried they just have been really leaky defensively I think part of it probably has to do with the fact that they were so banged up. And, you know, these are guys that they rely on to play heavy minutes that are still just kind of working their way back into the lineup. So yeah. once everything settles down a little bit, they might be okay. Um, so that's why I, st- I couldn't, certainly couldn't leave him out of my top 10, but I'm a, I'm a little bit more concerned than the other nine guys we've already talked about.
3: I think he was like our consensus number two to start the year, right, behind Vasilevsky. Yeah. So... And this, to me, this is about as far as I could slide him with what we've seen this far. Yeah. Um, again, this is rest of season outlook, right? And I, I don't think we can completely write off, you know, everything that we'd seen before the start of this season that made us think that he was, you know, a, a shoo-in to be a top three fantasy goalie this year. Again, that team obviously has not played up to snuff, and I agree, Brock. I think there's a lot of um, things that have contributed to that. You know, laner's play probably not. Um, excuse from that and of course that I think more than anything it's been the the injury problems so if that team can stay healthy you know laners obviously got a very very strong track record and you you would trust him to improve the splits over time uh and you'd hope for the team to improve as well so I, I think just in terms of upside he has as much if not more than anyone else we've talked about tonight right like the guy is literally a Vesna winner on one of the best teams what has been one of the best teams in the league since their inception as much as we hate to say it um you know so yeah i I just think Good movie. he's earned a little bit more patience than that, and I couldn't bring it in me to drop him all the way out of the top ten just yet,
0: yeah, well, I had to replace him with an avalanche. I had to do it, um, and for that exact reason, just team in front of him, um,
3: it's very similar, right? just Leer yeah. has a bit more of a track record, I would say, obviously, yeah. and I like the right now in time, I want other. Colorado's goalie before Vegas, but there's a little bit more of a question mark just in terms of who's gonna be that number one goalie um. And not, not right now, but you know, yeah. Fran- Franco's coming back, uh, I think could be a bit of an issue for Kemper owners. Otherwise, I, I, he I agree. He was certainly
2: I, the reason I left him out. Um, the one big omission that we all had, and I'm, sh- I'm assuming he was ranked number 11 on all of our lists, and he was inside the top five in our pr- consensus preseason rankings, is Connor Hellebuck. Uh, we haven't really talked about Connor yeah. Hellebuck at all. Uh, the numbers haven't been nearly as good as you'd expect from him coming into the season. Um, but definitely a guy that's right there knocking on the door without question. Uh, but overall, this, the numbers just haven't been that great this year. Two seventy-seven goals against average, nine fourteen save percentage, um, and then the, it's kind of right where he picked up. Uh, you know, last year nine fifteen save percentage. If you add those two years combined, so uh, you know, I, I think that maybe um, a little bit of oversight on our part in terms of you know the season to date. Uh, the Jets are certainly a pretty good hockey club. Defense is not their. Um, not their forte, though, which is a little, which is kind of my concern offensively. Um, you know, they can score with just about anybody in the NHL, but defensively, uh, lacking a little bit to this point. So Connor Hellebuck, uh I, I think is, you know, I was a little bit surprised um, that you know he didn't land at all in, in the overall consensus top ten here, but. Yeah, I think there's 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 some red flags, and it's it's a little, you know, I, I think without question, he's still um, a number one fantasy netminder, but I think he may not be as reliable as we kind of saw from him in 2019.
3: Yeah, I think he's unfortunate it's to, not, to not sneak in any of our top 10s, but like I said, there's been so many goalies that have just gotten out to outstanding starts this season, and their team, their supporting cast... Uh, looks a lot better than the Winnipeg Jets have looked to this point. So, yeah, I, I still think he's going to be a very reliable and valuable fantasy goalie and a strong number two. And that, you know, you can rely on him getting you three, four starts a week. You know that you're going to get some decent matchups because that team's still going to score a decent amount of goals. Uh, but, yeah, they have been struggling defensively. And I, it's tough to see that really turning anytime soon again, I still think he's hard done by not sneaking in at all, but that's just kind yeah, of like, he would have been seen.
2: 11 for me. Uh, and I battled with him in, in, in Lehner, Yeah. But I, but I had think, him
3: and Anderson both right outside the top. ten. I
2: just, I think that the two of them, I just trust one a little bit more defensively, I guess is, is the way it is. And I just, I don't know. Hellebuck obviously is a workhorse, which we love to see. It's just like you said, so many goalies have elevated their game and his, and is just running, running away the with, way. there's a
3: yeah. lot of timeshares that we are jobs that we thought were going to be timeshares. And Weren't these even guys close. are just running away with it. Yeah
2: Anything else to add on Connor Hellebuck? No. Nope. Okay. Really quickly, let's talk, uh, Biebs. We'll start with you. Who's the one goalie that you think could work his way into this top ten? Um, not, not including Darcy Kemper or Connor Hellebuck.
0: Well, that just throws me right off. No, it doesn't. I got Jeremy <laughs> Swayman out in Boston. Um, I think to begin this year, we all, or at least Brock and I, had. Linus Allmark in our top
3: ten. I think I did too.
0: I think D did as well. I just didn't want to throw you under that bus with us, D. Just to keep you safe because um, I it. didn't really want to admit it. But um, but I think the reason why we did that was just strictly because whoever starts in Boston is going to be likely picking up a ton of wins, put up uh, a nice save percentage, nice goals against. Bebe's had, had him at
2: nine. Dylan had him at ten. I had him at eleven. Perfect in the preseason. That's Allmark.
0: Damn. I uh, I was hoping Brock had him at like four, just so that I could laugh. Um, but I don't know why. And, uh, but anyway, Swayman has become what we thought Almark would be. And um, at just 22 years old, it's kind of crazy to see him just take that crease. A lot of us kind of being here were worried Tukaras might come back. Doesn't seem to be Still happening. Still might happen. We did see him go – what was he? was He was, a, he was an, an e-bug the other night. Yeah. Um, no, just during practice. Oh, so he was a – like an E bug yeah. or, or no, Pug. Uh I don't know. Anyways, he was a, a practice. E stands for backup, so he's yeah. still an e bug. Yeah, so he's still an e bug with a p on the end. Oh, Ron text all over there. Uh, but he was an he was an e bug. Um, so I, I don't see him coming back. I just it seems that Swayman's kind of you know he's got a 922 save percentage. If we're talking about guys over 920. Um, getting a little bit of respect here. Only seven wins so far. That's just because he hasn't had that many starts. It's taken a bit for him to kind of take over this starting role. seems now we're seeing that. Um, at the same time, the one thing that's keeping him out of the top ten, I think for me, I think for all of us, is at any time he goes cold, Linus Olmark gets hot, we can easily see the swap of the tapes here. And we could be doing an episode in a month for now where I'm giving this exact same spiel about Lin- Linus Olmark. Granted, I don't think that's happening. Uh, we're kind of seeing no, it almost not. we're it's seeing not. a seventy five twenty five split, Swayman right now. It's it, sick.
2: I, I think it's definitely Swayman's job, and this is the right now yeah. the best defensive team in hockey.
0: yeah, yeah. so what 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 more could you like there? Um and, and and honestly, even if Rask does come back, I just don't. I don't see him taking. They didn't
2: sign him to begin the season. I don't think he's going to come in and just. Yeah, be I don't think he's taking again. Swayman's spot. Yeah,
0: forty years old. If
2: anything, I think Rask is
0: working just to try to be Finland's goalie right near, right, right now at the Olympics because um they have there has been some talk about that and uh, and they might need some help between the pipes there. Um, He starts
2: but, over UC Saros. So yeah. I'm gonna. Well, no, it. I don't <laughs> think I
0: don't think it's a starter thing, uh, but I think they need some backup help there. Um. And uh, yeah, anyways, Swayman is the new Rask. It's a new era in Boston. And um, I very likely expect to be talking about this fella in our top 10 next year when we start the year.
2: Um, Yeah. D who is the guy just outside of your top 10 that could work his way in this season?
3: Uh, We've already mentioned him a few times, but Freddie Anderson, uh, I think in that we talked about him a lot Biebs, in that uh the goalie episode you and I did uh mm-hmm. you know a few weeks into the season when we were looking at a, a few of these guys that were off to really hot starts and some of them that we like to continue Freddie's you know overall still been really good it's obviously took a turn for the worst uh lately um on the season still has a 927 save percentage and a 204 uh goals against uh the problem uh, of course, with Freddie, he's always kind of had these inconsistent um, seasons where he gets off to these tremendous starts. You know, there was a few seasons with the Maple Leafs where he's in the Vesna conversation uh, by New Year's. And then by the time February rolls around, you know, he's had a month with a save percentage at 890 and he's completely dragged himself out of the conversation. So, um, yeah, over his last five games, he's down to an 886 save percentage. Um, just has not been great. He's still won two of those five games, though. And I think that's obviously. Uh, why I think he has the potential to sneak up. You know, we thought he was going to be a workhorse, not getting as many games now, Um, but still I I think he's going to end up starting, you know, the overwhelming majority of those games. And obviously Carolina is still a very good team um, that are going to score a lot of goals. And like I said, he's had an 886 over his last five games, hasn't had a save percentage above 906 in any of them. And he's still returned two wins for you. So, Uh, You know when he is playing hot, he's going to be a fantastic goalie. And even in the meantime, he should be getting uh, a lot of games because, you know, Ranta, he's getting a little bit more looks. Hasn't been outstanding so far this season. So uh, even with these recent struggles, uh, I think Freddie's still got a, a, a pretty strong grasp on that number one job.
2: Yeah, and, and Ranch is obviously a guy that's battled some plenty of injuries over his little time, and, and if that ever you know rears its ugly head, it's obviously going to be a, a long run for Freddie. Um, I think just as much as Freddie has struggled a little bit recently, the Hurricanes as a whole have kind of uh, come had a earth. bit of a bit of a tough time. But Freddie's certainly a guy just on the outside looking in that could move his way in. Um, a tropical storm My season. bust coming into the season was Thatcher Demko. Uh, was not a huge fan of how early he was being picked. Um, he was, you know, going towards number 70 overall um, in some leagues, which is just a little bit too high for me, or a lot too high. Uh, and, and then, even just what we've seen from him thus far, um, he has been like the sole reason that the. Canucks have even been remotely competitive at any stretch under Travis Green. Um, and then since Bruce Boudreau was hired, he has been nothing short of spectacular. The Canucks have played uh, splendidly thus far. He's only given up one goal in two games under Bruce Boudreau against the Kings and then the Boston Bruins. He's got a 9.85 save percentage, so obviously that is sustainable. Um, yeah, yep. But no, all jokes aside, they asked Bruce Boudreau what his coaching philosophy was, and his coaching philosophy, according to him, is <laughs> why... Would we ever even let them in our zone? So this guy is going to come into uh, uh, Vancouver and really make this it a could, better defensive it's hockey club. Good in club. theory, yes, of course. But this is a team that has been an absolutely atrocious. One of the <laughs> I don't worst. Think anyone def- tries to let teams yeah, in no, their yeah, zone, I
3: think yeah. that's like just the for the plan. record, Bruce.
2: Yeah, he has. Thanks, you Bruce. know. And Dr. Demko has been nothing short of spectacular, even when they were a shitty defensive hockey team. Uh, I mean, on the season, he has a 9.15 save percentage. So if they even just get marginally better, yeah. this is a guy who's going to have a 9.20 and somebody that can certainly move up. Currently leads the NHL in saves, minutes played, shots against, pretty much everything. Yeah,
3: um, those go hand in hand. I think Gibson deserves a bit of a shout out here as well. Uh, absolutely. Just because we love the Ducks so much on the podcast this yeah. year. And also John Gibson has been a friend of the show since its inception. So yeah. Um, yeah. Another guy who's looked pretty solid this year. nine fourteen nine fourteen save percentage. I, I think you can always trust his splits to be pretty good. Obviously he's taken a bit of a step back the last couple of years coincided with the Ducks doing the very same.
2: They're so much better this year though. Exactly.
3: So I, I think, you know, even if he returns league average splits, of course, He's gonna be starting. He's already got 20 starts this year. Like you're talking workhorses, like that's John Gibson. The guy's playing every game unless it's a back-to-back. Uh yeah, he's gonna be pushing 65, 70 games this year. Um and yeah, so he's gonna get you a fair amount of wins. The splits are gonna be uh bearable. And if he gets hot, I I think like I said, he could potentially sneak into the back end of this top ten.
2: Yeah. And he basically starts every single game except for a back-to-back. Uh, except it, for this five-game week, yeah, this week. It, it seems like they've had the most back-to-backs in the NHL because Stellaris has gotten plenty of work yeah. and Stellaris has been is nothing, low-key good he's been a, a, outstanding yeah. mm-hmm. he, he, he's he been great ever since he's gone to Anaheim um, but it's just you he's know, not John Gibson he, he's just not John Gibson um, and he's not Trevor Ziers either. that, that kid's, kid's so just, disrespectful he is just incredible he <laughs> makes everybody look just so silly he has um, too much fun, damn it yeah, I know the hot, you know who probably hates him? John Tortorella definitely hates this yeah. guy uh, he so would love
3: to coach him, just so he could tell him to the, go out there and beat block. all the fun out of him.
2: Yeah, just go out there and block some shots. Um, so yeah, uh, that's gonna do it for today's episode of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Uh, we kind of neglected goalies um, over the first Duh. two months of the season because I know how much D and Beebs hate talking about them, but we figured we would dedicate an entire episode to them. Uh, obviously the driving force behind this episode is just to try to help you guys kind of navigate the rest of the season, because it can be difficult, um, to kind of know which one of these goalies you can trust and which ones you can. Obviously if there's a goaltender on your team, that's been pretty good. And, and, and did it make our top 10 then maybe you should, um, you know, look to move him for somebody that did crack our top 10 because yeah,
3: hopefully, and I mean, I'm sure, a lot of people are looking to either boost their goaltending or maybe you picked up one of these guys or you drafted them late uh, and you're wondering if you've got found money or if you're wondering if you should look to sell these guys. So hopefully at least the guys we've talked about um, you guys feel a little bit better about their long-term chances this season. And yeah, hopefully can guide you a little bit and whether you're looking to go after some goalies, looking to buy low, looking to get someone like Gibson before uh, he really turns good or, or yeah, if you're just maybe wondering whether or not you should sell some guys uh, if they're in the top ten, you probably shouldn't sell them. Is yeah. what I would
0: say. Because realistically, if you tried to reach on a goalie, anyone, anyone in those top, of those top fives that wasn't Vasilevsky, you're getting burned. So it's you, true.
3: It's true. Yeah. And I, you know, I think maybe some people are uh, a little bit hesitant to maybe overreact to a strong start from a goaltender. And it is tough yeah. to know. I, you know, goalies are a little voodoo like that, but.
2: I think we almost got through a whole episode without saying goalies or voodoo. That would have been a first for us. Uh, a couple shout outs, I guess we should just quickly throw out here. Uh, one being James Reimer. Uh, he's been spectacular. Yeah. 934 save percentage, 205 goals against average, I think. He's got a bit of um, a tummy ache, though. Uh, yeah, right yeah. now, for sure. Um, but the Sharks have been a lot better than people expected. Jonathan Quick, I think all three Los Angeles teams have been better than most people would have expected. Jonathan Quick, just 45% of own, 926 save percentage. Uh, 227 goals against average. The Kings are re- have been yeah. really, really solid. Hayden Hill's great.
3: been really good. I mean, not to... I know you just... Just because you brought up Reimer. like no, Hill's, he, Hill's good. been just as fun. Yeah.
2: Just, as, just as good. Uh, maybe not just as good, but he's been solid. And Hill was, you know, he, he even looked good when he played in Arizona. But, uh, Reimer and Quick both, you know, Uh, very available on the waiver wire uh, right now. And and Jeremy Swayman, also another guy still widely available. I just picked him up in another league. I added him as my fifth goalie just because I'm like, why is this guy available? I'll move somebody else. Uh, He's 63% owned. So that's kind of a a little bit.
0: You can almost uh, be getting in your top 10.
2: Silly there, but all right. Uh, that's going to do it for Season 7, Episode 18 of the Daily Out Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any skater questions that we obviously did not get to on today's goalie episode, please reach out to us at DFO Podcast, uh, and we will answer those questions this week.
3: Yeah, and if you're looking for waiver wire help, go back and listen to last week's episode because we yeah. talked about... F- 40 and there's still 33 choosing. 33 guys and uh yeah most of them are still very widely available
2: so. absolutely yeah so if you if you didn't listen to last week's episode and you're missing out um please go back and check that out and i'm broxie get D. birth to my right michael b's to my left thank you guys so much see you guys here next week good to just talk goalies
1: only peace